This is the Cape Podcast, episode 164. Hey, hey, mamas, we're back. Did you survive Thanksgiving? Um, I debated whether or not we would put out an episode last week or not, because if you were like me, I like completely shut down, which was the most magnificent and wonderful thing. I was having a conversation with NJ Rongner of A Cookie Before Dinner, who is one of my blogging friends and longtime biz besties, and she unplugged for the entire week, and she was like, it was amazing. If I didn't have to come back to social media because that's where all my business is, I would have stayed off forever. And I know what she means because... I was off of Facebook for like 24 hours straight, which I know you can laugh at me, but um, when you run your entire business on social media, it's hard to get away. So I just checked in a couple times, especially with like cyber um, or Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday things and things like that. I didn't want to miss anything, right? But um, my husband came into my office. I, I got to work a little bit on Sunday and he came into my office and I was like all upset about something. And he was like, we have had the best three days. You get on Facebook for five minutes and you're in here crying. <laughs> I was like, I know it's so true. It's so true. But anyway, okay. I am Alexa Bigwarf and I am the host of the Lose the Cape podcast in case you are new around here. And back to my original statement, I did decide to go ahead and post last week's um episode with Cindy Turner. It was a really interesting conversation. If you missed last week um, because you were enjoying time with family or traveling or whatnot, I encourage you to go back and pick up episode 163. Cindy Turner is the author of the book, Can I Keep Drinking? And it was a really interesting conversation. She is a counselor and works with... Um, works with a whole bunch of different things, but um, she's written this book basically trying to find the medium between people who are truly alcoholics and truly need to like, uh, that's not what the book is about, but she works in the space of trying to determine like if you truly need to completely stop drinking or maybe if you just have some bad habits and how you can get out of those bad habits and start fresh with a cleaner slate and how to make sure that you're drinking in moderation and all of those things. And it was an interesting topic to me because we talk a lot about alcohol in my mom groups. Uh, we drink a lot. Like when we get together, it is usually surrounded around some type of wine. Like it's who's bringing the wine, what kind of wine do we have, how much wine do we have, those kinds of things. And I don't think there's a problem with that. Um, I think it's totally natural to want to have a drink or two with your girlfriends when you get a chance to unwind and just have some time away from everything else. But it, it's interesting how quickly it can evolve into, okay, I was just having a glass of wine with my girlfriends when I went out on, you know, once a month for the high school dinner, or I was just doing this or that. And now, and then I started having a glass of wine every night as I was preparing dinner. And then I started having two glasses of wine and then it was a whole bottle. Um, so, you know, if it's escalating like that, if you're concerned at all that you may have an issue or if you're just interested in the research behind it, we talked about the fact that women process and metabolize alcohol differently than men. Um, it was just truly a fantastic episode. So I'd love it if you'd go back and catch up with that. Also, we are requesting that if you enjoy our show, that you leave us a review, however you consume it, Stitcher, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, wherever you get it. We would really appreciate it if you'd either follow us, like us, leave a review, share us, any of those things. We're trying really hard to grow our audience and... um 
it's hard work. It's really hard work to, to really, really have a monumental increase in size without a super viral um, experience or a big network to start with. And we'd love, we think the messages that we're putting out there are important. And hopefully if you're listening to us and coming along for the ride, you agree. So um, we would love that support. Also, we are running our holiday gift guide. Um, we had some great people contribute as sponsors and with suggestions on things for you, for uh, teachers, for other people in your life. You can get that on our website. You can get all the show notes from today and a link to that at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 164 and go check out all of those things. So today's show is pretty cool. Uh, we talked about Jody Smith a lot in the um, basically since August because her first book, Princess Monroe, published under Purple Butterfly Press, which if you don't know, that is my um, children's book imprint. I'm the publisher behind Purple Butterfly Press. And um, she, it was our first children's book. I have always published adult books under Cat Biggie Press and um, decided that this was the way I was being called. And it was such a phenomenal experience. Um, princess Monroe is an incredible book. It's about a really spunky biracial princess who doesn't want to do things the old way. She doesn't want to go find a prince. She wants to explore her own life. She wants to figure out who she is and do all these things before she decides whether she, or not she's going to settle down and do the traditional route, right? So it's a great, great story. It's a great mission. But Jody. Um, her, her bigger mission in life is to create this organization called Courageous Girls and this movement of courageous girls who um, aren't afraid to buck the system, aren't afraid to go for what they want in life, aren't afraid to be unapologetically both feminine and driven, you know, all these wonderful things. So we talk a lot about this in this um, interview. We did record this interview uh, live on Facebook on um, launch day of the book. So we do talk a bit about the book. I tried to edit out some of the stuff that was completely irrelevant, um, but there may be a few things in there where we're answering questions from guests or things like that. But overall, great um Great conversation with Jody about raising girls, about raising strong girls. And um, we held off on publishing the episode at the time on the podcast because we wanted to um, have another opportunity to talk about it as we got closer to the holidays. And now, if you're looking for a great gift for teachers, for a girl in your life, for grown or um, small, Princess Monroe is a fantastic book. You can find it on Amazon or request it at any bookstore. Um, and it's just a great story. It's a great book. It's beautiful, beautiful hand painted canvas drawings that were um, done for this book. And if you're looking for a version in Spanish, uh, La Princesa Monroe, a su final feliz, I believe is what the title is in Spanish, is also available on Amazon, or you can just hop on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 164, and you can just click on the link if you're afraid you um, won't remember how to spell that. But if you have, um, for example, perhaps a family of uh, that you've adopted and their native language is uh, Spanish, or if you have some friends or neighbors, um, I have a Puerto Rican family down the street, so I'm thinking about giving them a copy of the Spanish version um, for their girls or you know, who knows, maybe you're teaching your kids Spanish or maybe you work, uh, 
I met, I ran into a woman who does Girl Scouts in a, um, in a region of our state where we have a large migrant population. And she said like 80% of her girls are, are, uh, Latino. So she is really excited about being able to present them with a book in Spanish. Um, so, you know, there's lots of opportunities for it, but anyway, it's great conversation with Jody, really important topic of, um, raising not only strong girls, but strong boys too. And boys who, um, you know, one of the things that we talk about is what, you know, we talk about the fact that Monroe doesn't want to be saved by a prince, but what about all the princes who don't want to be, want to be saving a princess, you know? I mean, there's lots of, lots of boys out there too, who are independent and strong and their last, um, we want to raise them to be respectful and caring and, uh, in touch with their femininity and all these things, but also maybe they don't want the burden of, um, what society has placed on them. Maybe chivalry, is like too much for some people. I don't know. It's an interesting conversation either way. I have a son and two daughters, and I know that I want to raise a boy who is able to cry when he's frustrated and is able to express his emotions and is able to have a equal partnership with his partner, um, whatever that looks like. And that there's, you know, I'm raising him in a way where he doesn't expect that a girl will do X, Y, Z and a man's role is ABC or whatever. So super interesting conversation. If you want to join in on it, we are always looking to have people join your mom squad. It's just called your mom squad. It's a, um, it's a closed group on Facebook where we can, join in and have these types of conversations and just support each other in a really non-judgmental and um and encouraging atmosphere. So come on over there and tell us what you think or how you are raising a strong girl or a strong boy and um join the conversation. All right. Wow, I just hit a record, I think. I don't usually talk very long in the intro, but today you got 10 minutes out of me. So Hopefully, um, you found this interesting, and I am sure you're going to love the interview with Jody Smith. So um, go check out her book, Princess Monroe, princessmonroe.com, Amazon, all those places. Um, it's available in hard copy, in paperback, on Kindle. Um, but children's books are so much better when you can actually hold them. So I, we love the hardcover book. It's so beautiful. What a beautiful gift to give to someone for Christmas in Spanish and English, wherever. Um, enjoy the show and have a great last, I can't even believe it, last week of November. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, the host of the Lose the Cape podcast. And today I am super, super, super excited to be here with uh, a very close girlfriend of mine now. I'm going to go ahead and unmute her because she deserves to be able to speak. Um, a very close girlfriend of mine and um, a, like a soulmate, basically, <laughs> and with this journey that we have gone through. But more importantly today, the author of the most wonderful book for inspiring and empowering little girls who don't want to do things the way um, how would you say it? Just like the way it's always been done, who want to break the mold, who want to break the trend, who want to do 
big things in world, Princess Monroe. And for those of you who are live with us on Facebook, I'm going to show you this beautiful, gorgeous book, Princess Monroe and Her Happily Ever After. Today is launch day. I am so excited to bring you Jody today so we can talk about this whole book and the process and everything that's happened. So thank you for being here with us, Jody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting. This is my first time like doing a live video. It's kind of fun when Facebook, yeah. when Facebook um, cooperates with us. It's really fun to do it this way. <laughs> um, and then people can come in and ask questions and join the party and be here with us. I will say, I just decided to do this, but I'm going to give away one of my hard copy versions to someone who comes in and talks to us today. So if you're watching, make sure that you say hello and chit chat. And um, I'm going to pick one of you to win a beautiful hardcover. Let me show this again. See how beautiful this is. See how beautiful the pictures are. Like, you don't understand. It's like got the satin finish. I just want to rub on it, which sounds really disgusting, but um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pictures in this gorgeous book. All right, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about this book. First of all, let's talk about you as this is your very first ever children's book book period. And what did you say? It took nine years to bring it into the world? Oh my gosh, it felt like nine. Um, <laughs> I think in total it's seven. Um, but yes, it felt like a very long time. So, <laughs> tell us about the journey. Well, first, let's back up. Let's talk about Monroe. Who is Monroe and why is she so amazing? Um, Monroe to me was uh, my answer to reading I grew up reading fairy tales all the time. You and I were talking about this, the big giant books with like all the pictures. And I just remember crawling into bed and I would just be so excited. Snow White and Cinderella and all of the classics and just never thought anything of it. And when I started reading them to my daughters who were, I have an ice hockey playing daughter. I have an engineering brained daughter who can build 18 plus Legos. I mean, these girls were just not, fitting the mold of having, you know, the stepmom and stepsisters like make you sweep and try to poison you with an apple. And then they were waiting for their- That doesn't to... happen in your house? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but I got one that just turned 13. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, and it's like, and then being saved by a prince and my girls weren't being saved by anybody. So I just got tired of reading that story and just one day decided to write a different one. It's, it's so true. It opens up so much of a dialogue. We were actually, ironically, apple picking the other day with the whole um, <laughs> out in the apple orchard, and we were talking about red apples, and I have no idea how the, um, how the topic came up, but Jeff was asking me about, you know, the, the princess, which one ate the apple, and I was like, that was Snow White, and he was like, I thought she got pricked by, or he was like, well, what about Princess Sleeping Beauty. And I'm like, no, she got pricked by a needle. And we're going through all of these things. And I was like, and you know what the theme of all of it is, is that a prince on a white horse had to come riding up and into the, into the area and save her with a kiss to wake her up from sleep. And I'm just like, this is so not even, and we had this, me and my husband, as we're walking through the apple orchard, had this big dialogue on how unrealistic fairy tales really are and how important Princess Monroe is to break that, that just idea that we're fueling into our little girls, that they can be beautiful and talented and sing little songs and wander around and do whatever they want to do, but they're not really alive until the prince comes and kisses them. 
It's so true. And the story does not die hard. I mean, I am telling you, we just had an apple that was released in Minnesota. That's like this combination of our two really famous local apples. And it's called a first kiss apple. So I'm like, this, this story is just told over and over and over um, the entire time these girls are growing up. So yeah. it's crazy. So yeah. you had now the, the beautiful thing about this book is that the illustrations are all hand painted on canvases, yeah. right? So tell us about your illustrator. I see Glenice is, is watching. Hey, Glenice. Hi, <laughs> so, your book is so beautiful. Your illustrations, I love them. So tell us about them. Okay, so um, in Arizona, uh, when I lived in Arizona, I had a furniture store for a very long time. And Glenice was one of the first people that came into the store and we became just super fast friends. And then, you know, it would come out slowly how that she was this amazing, talented artist, you know, at, as we were having conversations. And so I worked with her for almost 10 years um, with customers at that store, painting ceilings, painting dressers. She can paint anything. Uh, and so when we were talking about doing this book, I'm like, well, how do you feel about working on the book with me? And she said, it'd be a great idea. And we had so much fun doing it. And, you know, it's really hard as a first time author. One of the things that I did not think of is just how long it takes you to come up with these visuals of yeah. characters that you have had in your brain and that you're looking at this story and um, bringing them to life takes a lot of, a lot of edits and like doing over and that's not quite right. And, you know? So yeah, it's pretty, it was fun. Super fun. Well, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, well, I think it's, what I think is really cool and is that you are not only, you know, writing about it, but you are, you are walking the walk. And one of the, I want to talk about a couple different things in this book. There's a lot of uh, themes that I would say that we didn't even really know about. We knew about some of them, obviously, but, but Jody has asked a lot of her friends with little girls or a lot of people that have come across the book to, um, to share their, their quotes and their feelings and got some recordings of little girls and just the magic that happens listening to these little girls talk about um, what they got from this book. And I want to share my favorite, and then I want you to share your favorite takeaway that the little girls brought to the book. And mine was, there's a little, we, we cre had this beautiful trailer created. And um, to, thanks to um, Kirthi Nath, what is the name? It's Cinematical Cinemagical Magic Media. Cinemagical Media. I'm going to tag her right now. Um, she just put together, which by the way, speaking of girl empowerment, I can't let this moment to pass. Kirthi Nath um, is putting together documentaries and movies about um, basically more women everywhere, more women leaders, women and girl empowerment, women empowerment, all that kind of stuff. So follow her, see what she's up to. It's great stuff. But um, she put together this gorgeous trailer and it's got reactions from the little girls who read this book. And the one that jumped out to me was, I'm the kind of girl that wants to be a princess and a warrior. And I loved that one so much because my youngest, Karis, is such a little warrior and such a little girly girl. Like some days she'll come out and all of her little fancy schmancy stuff and other days she's running around the house in her Spider-Man costume or she was Flash. She was the Flash for um, for awesome. Halloween, you know, just being this, this mighty warrior. So that's what really stuck out to me. What was your favorite quote? Uh, my favorite quote was from the little girl who said she loved Monroe because Monroe follows her inner voice. I love that. And to hear these little girls even thinking about inner voice and 
doing what their moral compass tells them to do, not what peers or pressure tells them to do is so, so, so important. That was one of my favorite um, stories that has gotten told. I, I can't even remember where I heard it now, but was that someone read her little girl the book and they ended up having an entire conversation about what an inner voice was because she was really young and she didn't know. Yeah. So what a cool, like, conversation to have with this mindful mama who like caught on and was like, baby girl, let me tell you what it is, you know? Absolutely. And the cool part is that little boys are liking the book too. We have mm -hmm. several friends with little boys who just think it's a phenomenal book and what a great message to send to them from the get go that it's not a message of, you know, them coming in and saving the day. It's a message of this little rad little girl who's wearing red converse with her princess uh, dress, you know, sitting in her throne, just saying, you know, I can do this. I got this. I, I want to be creative. I want to do science. And, and, um, oh, this one, I'm going to, I love this one. She says, sometimes I'd also just to like wear pants or stay in PJs or rock climb or dance. And I wouldn't mind riding a horse on occasion or playing some ball in a muddy location. In fact, I love puddles and getting all wet. And someday I think I'd make a great vet. It's just such a phenomenal, um, despite people saying that rhyming was out, you went with rhyming and I'm glad that you did, but why did you decide to do that? Um, well, I went with rhyming because I am a Dr. Seuss fanatic. Um, I was actually born in San Diego, California, very close to his hometown. And um, I just, cadence and rhythm and rhyming to me have always been my favorite books and they were always my favorite books to read my daughters. So, it. well, it yeah. just works. It works with Monroe. It works with this idea of a very old fashioned, fancy um, fairy tale that like modernizes throughout the book. Um, so I think it's, it's pretty cool how it, how it, you had it all set together. And I think one of the other things that's really cool too, is this whole, like when I read through the book, I didn't really um, find this connection, but I've heard, I mean, I see it now. I see it very clearly, but it wasn't what jumped out at me um, immediately. But when I've heard this from several people now about how cool they thought the relationship between the mother and daughter was and watching this growth of, um, Hey Corey, watching this growth of, um, how the mother was actually willing to listen to her little girl and to say, all right, let's do this. And how it changed the mom and the dynamics, you know, it's just cool. That was awesome. That was, I will, um, if I can, like, I'll take a minute to explain that Absolutely. piece of storyline because um, I'm all about uh, giving credit where credit is due to, like, every lady that helped me get this book done. And there were many, many, many women that helped me get this book done. <laughs> um, and in the beginning of the story, you know, rhyming is really fun to read and it's, it's, it's hard to write and it's hard to do yeah. it in a way that's sophisticated and you're not throwing clunky words at the end of a stanza just to make it rhyme. So it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to do. Um, and so I got help in the beginning from Laura Lee Scott, who helped me a ton with the story and bring my story to life. And to be honest with you, I had the warrior princess thing down too. That was like, I'm like, I know who this girl is. I know what she's going to do. Right. And Laura really added that nuance of making the relationship with the mom and daughter, kind of like a second storyline that turned out so beautifully, but she definitely brought that to the table. Well, that's really cool. I think it's an important piece. And, um, you know, 
so many of us have uh, mom issues. <laughs> so many of us yeah. have mom issues that it's nice to see, um, to kind of be walked through by a fairy tale character on how a mom can let her daughter explore different things than maybe what we have in mind for her, or that it's okay to be both a princess and a warrior, or that, you know, just because we had it in mind that maybe our daughters were going to follow this certain trajectory. Like, this is a funny story, okay? Um, and my, it really, I don't know if it, I have always wanted my daughter to try things and she has very, um, she's got some social anxiety issues. So I've tried to push her as hard as I can into doing group activities like dance. And she did dance in, um, in preschool. I try to get her into Girl Scouts. I try to get her into all these things, but at the end of the day, like she does not enjoy being around people that she doesn't know well or being in a group environment if I'm not there with her, which I know she'll grow out of and she is getting better and she's starting to come back to some things, but she has a lot of just anxiety about that kind of stuff. So Girl Scouts, we lasted two weeks. And, um, <laughs> but it was really funny because yesterday she comes home from school to me and she says, Hey mom, remember the Boy Scouts at the school? They're doing Boy Scouts at the school. And I was like, okay. And she was like, they're doing Boy Scouts for girls. And I said, <laughs> That's called Girl Scouts, honey, and you hated it. Do you want to do Girl Scouts? And she says, no, they're doing Boy Scouts with girls. And turns out the Boy Scouts have just recently opened to girls. I didn't even know this. So what that's going to do to Girl Scouts, I have no idea. But my, I asked my husband, I was like, what is this all about? And what's it going to do to Girl Scouts? And he was like, they're two, they serve two different audiences. There's yeah. a lot of girls who want to do the outdoor stuff all the time. They want that to be their thing. They want to do the camping. Apparently, Ella's one of them. Apparently, she's far more interested in what the Boy Scouts do than what the Girl Scouts do. She doesn't want to be sitting there making God's eyes out of yarn in the church. Yeah. And, you know? so, True story. You know? So some girls do. Some girls don't. But it was just kind of fun. So if she comes back again and says she wants to join the Boy Scouts, my husband and I are rolling our eyes. We're like, we thought we were done with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one more activity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but you know what? If that's her thing, I mean, there is nothing wrong, especially like I'm convinced that we're going to have some kind of apocalyptic event during our lifetime. So I think it's probably a great idea for her to learn how to build a fire. Um, <laughs> find some animals, know what's poisonous in the woods or not, you know? So <laughs> I think we all should, my girlfriend and I were talking about that yesterday, how all of our kids now with, you know, us as parents, a lot more involved than typically a generation ago, I would say, you know, making all their food and doing all the things for them. And then they've got their Google to like, look anything up they don't understand. Right. We're like, we need to stick them all out into the forest for like a week and make them get out. Like they have to figure out how to get out. You know, and survive and boil it, water. It's so true. It's so funny. My husband, I, I tell him he was a Marine and he grew up in upstate rural New York. So he knows how to hunt. He knows how to do all this stuff. I was like, I know nothing. If we were to lose everything, if we were to be no electricity, no nothing, I was like, I'm, I like, I like to not starve, so I probably would figure it out. But, but I'm like, but I feel like I need some like land survival training. And he was like, well, we could volunteer. We could try out for Naked and Afraid. And I'm like, I don't need to go that far. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was no, like, just want to learn how to boil water. Right, right. I, can, I cannot envision a scenario where we don't have clothes. <laughs> Everything else I can envision. <laughs> but oh my gosh so all right well let's get back to the topic at hand because I don't want to um I want to I want to go into a little bit of a controversial area if you'll allow me to sure 
we talked about this in advance, so I know you're cool with it. So um, when we were reaching out for feedback about the book there, and, and um, we've gotten this feedback from just a very, very small percentage of people, but I wanted you to be able to address it. There are a couple of people who you, you chose to use the word lame in describing the prince um, mm-hmm. as like, I don't want to just have another meh kind of prince experience. I want to find my own way, right? Um, it rhymed. It went well in the story, but we've had a couple of people come back to us on that word. Ultimately, we decided not to to change the word. So I'd love to hear from you why you decided to use that word, how it fits in the context, and and what the overall picture is for anybody who may have questions about that. Sure. Um, well, there's two parts to it, and one is you know I'm using lame in the very like casual, playful way of like, uh, like a little princess eyeball rolling kind of lame. Like this is right. so lame. Right? The colloquial use of it. Yes, exactly. Right. And also, um, I wasn't calling Prince Charming lame, but you know, when I sat down to create this story, um, I think it's Tim Ferriss that always says, you know, if you don't know where to start, start where you're mad <laughs> because it gives you a starting point. Mm-hmm. And I was mad. I was like infuriated that I had read all of these books and it's not just the books. And then you don't even get me started. Then the marketing and the advertising that's constantly being, you know, marketed to us. I mean, it's just a nonstop thing when you're a girl. And so I was coming from a place of like, I am fed up with this Prince Charming stuff. Like the whole concept of anything outside of yourself being able to like fix you because I'm a firm believer that everything that you need exists within you and there's nothing outside of you that can fix. And so I was referring to the entire concept of like Prince Charming and all the dress, the shoes, the whole like the fairy godmother and the coach and everything that comes in this package that supposedly is going to make this princess happy because at the end of the day, she needs to find happiness herself. Absolutely. I think it, I think it was great. And I think it's just one of those, I think no matter what you write and what you use, like someone will find something that, um, that is upsetting to them or that rubs them the wrong way or a concept that they don't like or something like that. I think, I think it works. And, you know, I I don't have an issue with the word. I've never needed to have an issue with the word. I didn't even know there was an issue with the word until we saw it. Um, it's not to me, one of the bigger words that, you know, is an absolute no, no to use. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I just thought that was interesting. And I, 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 I'm, I, I like the meaning behind it, the way that you chose to use it. And, you know, it may not work for everybody, but that's okay. Um, a story about a little girl in playing hockey and being a pirate may not be for everybody either. So <laughs> I don't think I'm for everybody either. I have pink fairy hair right now. So, you yeah, know, the fairy hair. Can you see? Oh, there you go. There's a sparkle. Can you yeah. see that sparkle? My hair is still sparkling from the fairy hair. Jody and I were really lucky to be able to attend a very, very heart centered soul cleansing conference together this last weekend, which really, really was an amazing experience for both of us, especially right before as we came into this book launch. And it's kind of funny because we committed to our um, our desire for this book to come into the world with grace and ease, and it has been anything but. <laughs> I don't think the universe was listening that day. <laughs> the universe was not listening to that part. This is like the beautiful birth plan of having a home birth in a bathtub with beautiful candles around you and you wind up 
in an emergency C-section in the like worst hospital you ever got to. And you know, like your husband not being there because he went the wrong direction or something experience, <laughs> but she's here <laughs> in all her glory. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the fun that we've been having um, for, I know that, okay, so lots and lots of people want to write children's books and maybe have children's book stories in them. What has been your favorite experience about publishing a book? And then we'll come back to the most challenging. My favorite. Um, I think in the beginning, it's honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. So I just call it following breadcrumbs. And I would kind of like follow some breadcrumbs and then I would get to the end of a road and I'd go, all right, well, we'll wait and see. And then somebody would tell me about someone that could get me to the next step. And so honestly, I, and this will probably only happen on my first book, right? But I had just this like super innocent um, sense of wonder going into it. And so it was really fun to go through the entire process and then have a tangible thing um, at the end of my journey. Yeah, it is fun. And it yeah. really is like birthing a baby with the first one, isn't it? Like having- Oh, having this was so much harder. That was done in nine months and like a few hours. Yes. This was a, yeah, this was a labor intensive long, you know, I was staying at home with my children at the same time. So anyone who is raising their kids knows that the only speed that exists is glacier speed. And that was also a struggle for me to accept as someone who's like pretty driven and pretty type A. I was like, Oh, well, Emma was three when I started the story. It's like, nope, today you're not going to get anything done on that book. Today, this is all we're doing, you know? <laughs> so it was just slow, but fun. Well, okay. So what then was your least favorite part about publishing a book? Or is it our least favorite part? Do you just love it all? <laughs> uh, no. So I, <laughs> technology and I do not get along. I'm the person that usually touches it and it stops working. So um, any of the... Thank, I am so grateful for you. I am oh, so grateful you. for you. Just so you know that, just so you know that. Because once we met and kind of all of those logistics and uh, I just didn't know how to do it. And I was originally going to self-publish and it seemed very daunting to, just, I know this sounds silly, but to get an ISBN number and to figure out where I was going to print the book and to lay, I mean, all of that just seemed so big and like something I just didn't even know where to start. And then, you know, you just it's dropped into work. me, so I didn't have to. <laughs> no, yeah. nobody should have to do it by themselves if they don't want to, because it is a lot of work and there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. So that's why people like me do what we do. But um, it's brilliant. Well, you have been a blessing and a gift to me too. And I want to um, stick the, the Amazon link in here before I forget um, cause I don't, I want That's that. That's the one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. So let me ask you another question while I'm tinkering around with that. So, um, okay. Uh, let's see here. You are doing more than just publishing a children's book. You have this big vision. Um, tell me about courageous girl, what that is, what your vision is and what you are hoping that this whole Monroe process leads you to. Okay, I'll tell you what I know so far, because I'm in another breadcrumb following trail, right? So I'm still figuring it out. Um, but mostly, uh, Courageous Girl will end up being a start as a content-driven website where girls and moms just have places to go to use some tools and, and on how to get girls to really hone in on who they are. And I also want them to understand that that changes. You know, they don't, they don't stay the same 
maybe for six months, maybe 12 months, I don't know. Um, but it will be based on core values, which I've set up, um, which is confidence, open-hearted, unique, and resilient. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. And so I want to teach these girls that it's, it's definitely going to have something to do with social media because I feel like there's just this blanket. Um, these girls are lost and they don't, they don't have the same connections that we had when we were younger, when you were, you know, hanging out with people and going on adventures together. There's some upsides to social media, but I think the constant comparison and judgment of somebody's normal life and they're comparing themselves to somebody's perfect life uh -huh. is really a disservice to everybody. So I've got to figure out how to get involved there. And just honestly, at the end of the day, just teach these girls to have a foundation, know who they are. And if they know who they are, then they can make decisions based on that on a daily basis. And they don't have to waver for external people and circumstance. So what types of things do you, how can people, do you have a movement going yet? How can people join you? How can people be a part of it? What's, what's happening at this point? So I do have a Facebook page um, for Courageous Girl that's been up for quite a while. Uh, the website is in the works. I am working on that. Um, if they follow along the Princess Monroe journey, I'm eventually going to lead everybody. Um, it's the same girl that wants to read this book. I'm hoping to catch her really young with children's books, right? And start yep. laying the foundation. Yep. And then we'll move into this uh, tween age and we'll be talking about slightly different things. And maybe that'll be through YA, maybe that'll be through journals or devotionals or something like that that they can work on. Cool. Um, and then hopefully up until about 15, but that's kind of the, the age range that I really wanna focus on. This part is just to get them young and get them seeing some different storylines and seeing some different types of girls. And I'm trying, yeah, I, I'm trying to tag your page right now and it won't let me, so I'll come back to do that to make sure that people can follow the Princess Monroe page to get started. Let me see if I can get Courageous Girl to sure. pop up here. There's a fierce looking girl on that page. She's awesome. <laughs> courageous, why, I, I don't know why it's not, is it Courageous? It's Courageous there Girl. It I see her. Okay, love it, love it, love it. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, okay. What got you started on this trajectory? What made you decide this is where I, I mean, because you're, I know your background. It's very interesting. I mean, you were in, in design, interior design and had your own store and all of this stuff. How do you get from there to deciding I'm going to, I'm going to just like really focus on building strong girls? Well, having two of them was a good yeah. starting point. Um, I had my first daughter who was, I mean, she is a very driven, I, I keep saying, I was like, definitely could run for president, could probably run the world at some point. She's just that kind of personality profile. And then I had my second daughter um, who is super smart and really imaginative. And I always say like, she's gonna change the world um, by like contribution. It'll be, a, it'll be so different, they are so different. But they are both super strong little girls and not just not what we're told girls should be, you know, like, and they weren't all pink and purple yeah. and they didn't always want to play with teacups. They wanted to do all the, these other things as well. They wanted to do them both. Like you were saying about your daughter, it wasn't either or they just wanted right. to do them both. Right. Um, so I wanted to encourage them to do that. And you know, I wish I really knew. I mean, when you talk about people having a calling or finding their purpose, 
Um, there have been days in the last couple weeks when I wish my calling was to be a barista, but it is not. It is <laughs> to go out and empower young girls. Um, that is my journey. I have figured it out. It's taken me a while to get here, but now I'm ready to make a difference. You're accepting your, your calling. I am. I am accepting the call on my heroine's journey, if you will, hero or heroine's journey. And I would just like to put it out to the universe that it would be really cool if she could accept this call without a broken computer, a broken phone, her um, kitchen having water come through the roof. I mean, <laughs> the last few months have been insane. Like I've never seen anything like this. It's like we, we, um, we have a, a small group of women that we refer to as our wolf pack because we've got each other's backs and there's more to that. But um, we have been watching Jody over the last few months, just waiting for this book to come into the world, waiting for her to accept this calling of, of helping little girls become courageous girls. And like, it's been unbelievable watching what's been happening. Like I've never seen anybody have, I was following a similar trajectory actually for a while there on my string of, of bad luck. And we're thinking both of us are just like, this is nuts. What can possibly, I had a meltdown on my, my computer melted down. Um, I mean, just all kinds of craziness happening. Um, but what you had, the computer died, the phone died. Your husband was in a car accident. Your mother was in a car accident too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, your, your house sprung a leak and your, she posted this crazy video of it literally at like raining in her kitchen. Yeah. Your dog got badly injured. Yeah. Both got, well, one got neutered. So he would consider okay. it badly injured, but he was okay. And the other one caught like a blood clot in his ear or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was just so. crazy. It was like one thing after another. And then we finally get to Monroe. We launch it and like, just unimaginable um, challenges have risen, <laughs> have risen, but we're strong. That's we're right. strong girls. We it's are a not, test. Yes, we are not going to let this knock us down, but it's been fun, hasn't it? It has been fun. I mean, we can laugh. Thank goodness we've laughed. I mean, we yell and then we laugh. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. But you know, we have yelled. I have yelled. We've you yelled a little bit. I have yelled. <laughs> not at you though. There's been <laughs> like other a couple people. F bombs or whatever. But yeah, it's mostly just uh, if you can't laugh and just go with the flow. I mean, what else? You can fight against the current all you want, but you're not going to get anywhere. It's so true, but it's hilarious because I, I asked Jody this morning. I said, um, I think that the universe is really trying to challenge me because I just came into this whole like energetic healing, cleansing thing. Like I got this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to be calm and, and just accept and, and gratitude and all this stuff. And I'm like dropping the F-bomb all over the place this morning. My husband even said to me, why he's home is a whole nother story. We have a hurricane bar barreling down at us. He was supposed to be at work, but his plant closed down. Um, so my children are all home. So I'm supposed to have all this dedicated time to be able to work and to do this stuff. And it's just nuts around here. And he's like, you need to go meditate. And for him to say that to me <laughs> is hilarious because he, neither one of us were, were woo at all. And I've just started coming into this and he's like, you just, you're about to lose it. You need to go, <laughs> you need to go sit down and be quiet. <laughs> story. I wouldn't be sane without it. That's for sure. It works. It really does work. It's amazing. All right. So I would, uh, you know, it's your launch day. I don't want to hold you up too long. I know you have a big party tonight. Again, where can people find the party if they are local in Minneapolis? They can find the party at Modern Well in Minneapolis, one of the coolest co-op uh, spaces in the Twin Cities. It's amazing. 
Um, yeah. And it'll be there 6.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, I'll be signing books. We'll have activities. Once again, Girls Are Powerful is going to be there. We're going to show the book trailer. It should be a lot of fun. That's so cool. I'm going to post the book trailer in this thread, actually, right now, while you are telling people, um, you know, any closing thoughts you have, any feelings, um, if, if they have a little girl who they think would benefit from this book, um, whatever you want to share, go for it. Oh, I just... Honestly, immense gratitude for everyone who has been part of this process and this book coming out into the world and just being able to make things. Like I, I just get so excited to be able to make art. I think it is so important right now with what's going on in the world. And I think that people need, um, they need art to speak to their souls and hit their senses and just give them a moment of getting out of their brain and out of what's going on. And so it's just so important. I love it. I love the message. I love everything about this book. It's a gorgeous book. It is available um, in paperback for certain on, <laughs> on Amazon right now. Uh, it should be up on princessmonroe.com. Yes, you can go to princessmonroe.com to order the hardcover. Um, but if you were one of the beautiful people who agreed to do an advanced review, we would love, 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 love for you to head on over to Amazon and leave your review. Just from a publisher and author perspective, um, I think this is something that people don't have a really good idea on understanding of how important reviews are, but they really can have a major impact in the success of a book because the more reviews you have on it, first of all, who goes to Amazon? Amazon and doesn't and buys something without looking at the reviews. I mean, we all look at reviews before we purchase. Well, I can't say that across the board, but I know it influences me. Um, but also it really plays an important role in the ranking of a book. If it has reviews and if it has interest and all those things and people that don't know about us, people we haven't gotten in front of, they can't possibly know about Monroe if she's on page 500 of the Amazon search results. So let's get her to the top. Thank you so much for everybody who has helped us in this journey. Please yes. go to please go to um, princessmonroe.com or you can, I included the Amazon link. I'm going to share the trailer again right after this because um, it's such a cool and empowering video. I love watching it. I've watched it probably a hundred times. So um, share the trailer. It's amazing. And um, you know, I'm so proud of you, Jody. I am so proud of you and your journey and everything that we've gone through to get here. This is such, such, such a beautiful creation and I'm proud to be affiliated with it. Oh, the mutual. The feeling is mutual. I can't even, mwah. nobody else could have published this book. Also, oh, I love it. I love it. All right, ladies and any gentlemen who may be watching, thank you so much, Jody, for being here and sharing this with us. And um, have a fantastic day. You, sh you should be able to find um, princessmonroe.com, find Jody, follow her, and then join the Courageous Girl Movement. Yeah. More to come. Yay!